Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And we're joined by three guests today. Super excited. Slash three co-hosts, because we're this is a special episode. Yes, we're live to you from Cabin Weekend 2019. So we've been saying live from like whatever place we were recording it's from. Not, it's, well, it's right it's now. It's actually live, live, but okay. Recorded to you from Cabin Weekend 2019. Recorded in front of a live studio audience of three people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who are also being recorded with us. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the Floral Couch. We have Lauren, who you've all met before. Jamie also has been on the floral couch with us before. And new guest, Anna. Anna, who is my sister-in-law. Welcome, ladies. For having us. Yeah, thanks. So good to be here. (laughs) So glad you could make it. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you could make it. (laughs) So we've had lots of fun this weekend so far. Lots of late time. So, Alyssa, you were talking about how people think cabin culture is fake. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So, I remember I had a manager at my last job, and, like, the first time it was, like, a get-to-know-you coffee, and somehow, I think I might have been, it might have been, like, a weekend that I was coming up here, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to a friend's cabin. He goes, you know, I'm from Iowa, and people always talk about cabins, and I've never gone to one. It, like, could be, like, a code cult thing, for all I know, like, because he's never been to a cabin, and that's not a thing in Iowa, and I was like, interesting, like, I feel like it's pretty common, but he's like, for all I know, it could be a code word for a cult that you guys all are in. (laughs) I'd be curious to know where that manager of yours lived, because summer Minnesota traffic is pretty clear everybody's driving up right maybe, <laughs> but maybe we're all going to our commune A- we're area 52 rich man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the area. other area <laughs> yeah I, I guess there's isn't there only like a few lakes in Iowa yeah. and one is Lake Okaboji and it's like the Florida of Iowa <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call it. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense that, like, because I feel like a cabin. Yeah, I feel on bad a for everyone that lives in Iowa then, because then there's just nothing there. That's the only reason you feel bad for them. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I've also been traveling for work, though, and mentioned cabin traffic and been looked at like I was a lunatic because they did never heard the term before. Well, because so I think it is pretty regional. Yeah. Well, we, we're, that makes we, sense. Like, we're called the land of 10,000 lakes. Like, we're the only ones. Like, we have the most lakes in any other yeah. state, right? Or no? Uh, no, Wisconsin yeah. actually has more lakes than Minnesota. We just don't brag about it. They classify lakes differently, Lauren, though. you live in Minnesota now, okay? Yeah. Give it up. Hey. <laughs> Be on I've our side. longer than I've lived in Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, today we are going to play, in honor of Cabin Weekend, uh, Truth or Sip. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Is this inspired by the Jimmy Fallon thing, where they he, he makes celebrities tell the truth about something, or um, they have to take a shot off of the Snapchat one, where I think people like two people oh, just like sit yeah. in front of each other and they have to like ask each other a question. Oh. I don't really remember. I've the seen premise. it on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like Snapchat, like stories are my guilty pleasure. So same. I don't think that's a guilty pleasure. Like, it doesn't everyone watch that. Do you watch stories? the Tiny oh. Kitchen? Yes. <laughs> that's no, my that favorite. Pop up in my... Oh, it's so great. <laughs> There's like two tiny things. recipes every day. <laughs> Sounds right <laughs> up your alley. 
Do you ever watch the Bitmoji? Yes, those are too. so weird. Sometimes they're spot on. They though. are. Like, it always knows that, like, I love hedgehogs. And, like, one came on that was, like, a hedgehog was in it. And I was like, I've never well, how does it know you know? this? <laughs> I've never watched the Bitmoji one. I always watch the fail one. Like, tattoo fails. Oh, have or... you guys ever seen the um, makeup destroying one? Yes. yes. I'm not ready to Is watch that, that like, yet. Is that, like, ASMR for someone? Or, like... I think it's just, like, really satisfying for people to yeah. watch, I guess. Oh, yeah. I think it's called Satisfying. And it's always, like, story. disclaimer, this is old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, who has the first question? Well, I think Anna was going to start us off, right? <laughs> who do you want to ask Truth or Sip to? Um, I'm going to ask Truth or Sip to Lauren. Yikes. Starting it off. And the question is, what is your greatest fear? Wow. It's deep. Like a serious fear or serious like a fear. joke fear? Serious fear. I feel like I've always had a fear of like being truly myself. And I'm starting to get over that, but it's been, like, a hard time, like, figuring out, like, how to be myself around other people and, like, let other people in, because I've always just been, like, had a wall up, like, nope, you can't come in. Your armor. My armor's, like, strong, and it's there, but trying to, like, work on that, but that's probably Mm -hmm. my biggest fear. Mm. It's a good one. Well, I love you the way you are. Thank you. Points. Have a change. Yes. Another one, or do you want to ask Glenn? You can look at the list if you need inspiration. Yeah. Uh, read number eleven. Read read number eleven. Number eleven. <laughs> to who? Pick someone. No 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 no. Just like mm. to yourself. Okay. Pick can I ask it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Emily, have you ever made out with someone here in this circle? <laughs> oh. Okay. In the circle. In the circle. Oh. In the circle. No. Here at the cabin. Yes. Well, I would hope so. Your, hu- <laughs> your husband is with us. Yes. That's true. Anna, have you ever made out with someone in this cabin? Or in at the cabin? Currently at the cabin? Yes. Currently at the cabin. No. But you've made out with someone in the cabin. While being inside the cabin. At a different time. Okay. Of... Yes. Time. Yes. Okay. Okay. Emily, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? I've ever done? Yeah. Um. I wonder myself. <laughs> Anna, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? <laughs> I've. So, I, I feel like my most embarrassing moment and, like, wasn't something that I did, but does that count? Yeah. Like, you're, you were embarrassed secondhand, or... Yeah. Or, um, like, the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. It involves the same person. <laughs> what is it? Um, well, my most embarrassing moment, I always say, is I went to prom with a guy who, like, really had a crush on at the time, <laughs> and I was, like, so like excited about going to prom and my sister was for some reason really nervous about me going to prom and she didn't want me to like drink or like get in trouble or anything so she wrote out like a speech to give me before I went to prom (laughs) and like my 
prom day came over to pick me up and we were like standing in my living room. My sister was like, wait, before you leave, I need to read you this speech. She read it in front of him? Yes, and it was all about like leaving room for Jesus <laughs> <laughs> not doing drugs and stuff. And I was just like, get me out of here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, both of you, I would pay to be in the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot of money. <laughs> for real. Yeah. And so, and we just went to the that guy's wedding, so... It all worked out. Yes. (laughs) Jamie, what's your most embarrassing moment? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I get embarrassed easily and do embarrassing things often. But, like, there's a few things in my head that, like, I'll still cringe about from time to time that I wish had, like, never happened. Yeah. Um, Or, like, that I never said. One thing I still think about all the time was when I was in about seventh grade and I had moved from, so like we had Awana at my church, which is like, um, I think like K through sixth grade or first through sixth grade. And then after sixth grade, like junior high age and senior high age, so it's seven through 12th grade, you go to youth group yep. and we all would go down to camp together. And there was this boy who was so cute, but he was like a senior. So he's like 17 or 18 and I'm like... 13 (laughs) and he was saying how he never kissed anyone for like a good christian boy that's like an awesome thing to be a senior in high school and really hot and like have not kissed anyone and i being awkward was like well you kissed your mom (laughs) everybody laughed at me because they were like that's not the type of kissing he meant. But I also still think I was right. Like, I mean, he has yeah. kissed his mom. True, it's and true. And he was making a big deal out of the fact that he never kissed anyone. And it's like, maybe he didn't need to make such a big deal about it. So I, like, I too, I am 27 and I still justify this in my conversation I love it. I cringe about it. I love it. That's probably not the most embarrassing thing, but it's, it's probably one of my oldest memories that I'll still like be like, ooh. Yeah. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. I just thought of another really good one, actually. Go this for it. This might be more embarrassing. Or about the same. It involves another high school person and me be having a crush on them. I, I actually thought of the story you're about to tell when Jamie was telling her story. I also just thought of another story <laughs> because that. So I went to, we went to Mexico for spring break when I was a freshman in high school, and for like one day while we were in Mexico, I forgot to put sunscreen on my face, so my face got like, I don't even know how to describe it, it was just bright red, so sunburned, like just gross, but, and we came home like the day after that, and I had to go back to school, and my face was just so disgustingly red and I faked sick for the first day so I did and my mom like definitely knew what was going on but she just like didn't want to deal with it and was like fine you don't have to go but then the next day I had to go and I was trying so hard to cover my face and I like put all this like makeup but it like wouldn't really cover it and it just (laughs) did not look good and I was sitting in math class behind this guy who I had, like, the hugest crush on. And I was telling my, fr- like, trying to cover my face with my hair. And I wasn't there the day before. And I was trying to ask my friend if 
the teacher had collected our math homework so I was like did she collect our math homework and my friend didn't answer but the guy who I had a crush on turned around and was like yeah she collected it and he like looked right at me and then like <laughs> kind of backed up a little like bit you scared like, him made a face Aww. at me and was like <laughs> and then he turned around without saying anything else Aww. and I was just like no. Crush. Poor tiny Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you read the exact thought I had. Poor tiny Emily. I wish Emily. I could go back in time and hug you. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and then should we pause for a group hug? Just <laughs> Once again, it all worked out for everyone. Yeah. But and we had like I was in track and we had track pictures that day and so it is forever documented in my face. Oh, sad. Did you guys have like? crushes on people in high school <laughs> I feel like I like Everything. was kind of that weird girl who always had a crush on like a new person same but never I like did. I never dated anyone or anything but it was same, same. Like, I yeah. always had crushes so I had a crush on a boy in my class like a different boy every year since I was in like kindergarten the first boy I had a crush on went to my preschool and his name was Evan Hansen, and he was this adorable. Dear little Dear little yeah. <laughs> he was this adorable little blonde boy, and he wore a cowboy outfit for our Halloween party, and he was so cute. And then, like ever since then, it was like a different kid each year. But I dated like one guy my senior year of high school for a month, and he broke up with me via text. Mm-hmm. But and like one other guy for like. But we were never, like, official. I was only official with one single guy in high school. But I still had crushes on tons of people. <laughs> I had dating. the string of embarrassing elementary school through high school crushes. <laughs> I, had I can st- tell you about my elementary school crush and embarrassing stories, actually. Okay. My, so, it, long story short, I recently learned within the past couple years that he was my first kiss, which I did not know about because it was so long ago I don't remember it, which I was surprised by. you were going to go in another direction. I was like, wait, what? No. I just recently learned he was my first kiss, but I had, like, a huge crush on him, like, all throughout elementary school, but I was so awkward that, like, at one point he came up to me and he's like, I have a crush on you, and I literally freaked out and I ran out of the room and, like, into the hallway and I was like, no, no, no. hear about my embarrassing crushes yes so uh, there's this guy i was obsessed with we'll call him mickey <laughs> is that his real is name no right no <laughs> <laughs> um and it was like first through third grade and i had the biggest crush on him and so did this other girl and so we decided we were gonna fight like real fight yeah except so on the playground one day we decided and everyone cheered us on we were gonna fight over him and our fighting was like waltzing like we didn't really fight we just had our hands on each other's shoulders and at the end whoever just won he like he like picked a winner and then um but nothing happened because we were in elementary school but prior to that, I went on the playground also and sang him songs like, Hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind, hey Mickey. Because so his real name was Mickey. <laughs> his real name was Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, clearly that worked out. <laughs> okay, new question. What is the scariest dream you ever had? That's a good one. Anna, you should start. <laughs> I had a dream that... 
I was somewhere in some random building, and a guy in a trench coat came up to me and just whipped out a gun and shot me. Did you wake up when you yeah. got shot? Yeah. Okay. I was oh. like, yeah. Do you guys believe in, like, dream, like, dictionary kind of thing? Yes. Where it, like, tells you about, like, what you're processing and, like, what it Sometimes, means in your life? yeah. There was this one time I had a dream about a crow, which is so random because I was like, okay, it felt like Edgar Allan Poe, but I think yeah. but with the raven, I was like, this is going to be a bad omen. And I read it, and it's like, you're experiencing a, lot, experiencing a lot of change in your life. And I was like, oh, and I was like switching like jobs and stuff. I was like, it made sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like every time I wake up from a weird dream, because I have them often, I like write down everything that happened and then I like go on to dream dictionary and I just like screenshot what it all means and like put it into like my notes on my phone and I'm like, whoa, that like really makes sense. And <laughs> I personally feel like it helps me process things. Whether it's just in my head or not, I don't know. So I don't I, know how accurate it is. I like strongly believe in dream catchers and I've always had two dream catchers hmm. and whenever I have them up I don't have bad dreams okay. <clears throat> but recently I had I was have had like three really scary dreams in a row and it was because Matthew took down the dream catcher and it wasn't oh, up and then as soon really? as he put it back up I didn't have dreams anymore hmm. wow that's crazy so um I feel like my scariest dreams are when I, like, sometimes dream about, like, family or friends dying, and then I have to, like, yeah. text them to be like, I know this is a dream, but it was so was vivid, and I was so sad, dreams. I needed to text someone. I, are, are you supposed to, like, tell someone that you had a dream that they died? No, I didn't tell them, I just, like, texted them and was like, hey, how's it going? And then they replied, yeah. I'm like, whoo, they're good, I was just checking in. I think I've had dreams like that about my sister, and, like, just woke up terrified uh-huh and then with with dan i've had dreams where he is like he just hates me all of a sudden for like no reason and like wants to leave and i can't convince him to come back and it's like it's more of like i feel isolated in the dream and like just this total despair oh and like that's all like i always wake up then like <sighs> like really freaked out it's almost as bad as the dreams where it's like somebody's hurt or like dying that I love and I can't get to them you know like fix it do you ever have that reoccurring dream probably not because you're married and you're married but where you're like at your wedding and you're getting married to a faceless groom no No. you have that reoccurring dream did you google it no do you want to google it right now sure what do you think it means? Yeah, what, let's speculate. Um, I feel like it just means you're still searching for your soulmate. I mean, the face is getting clearer is all I will say. Oh. In in the dream. It doesn't have distinct features, but they're becoming clearer. But the last, like, every other time you've had it in the last, like, it's however many years, it's been faceless. blank. Faceless. Faceless. Oh. So, I feel like... That could, it could mean something. It could have meant something. A quick Google search says that if you see a faceless person in your dream, it means that you're having trouble understanding yourself in waking life. Oh. I concur with that. Okay. But it didn't include the the groom part in there. That's been distinctly a faceless groom. Interesting. 
very creepy. Yeah. I would say... This one says that when you see a faceless person, you may still be searching for this figure in your life. Truth. In uh-huh. this case, yeah. in the case that Truth. I was reading about, it's a bride for this person, mm-hmm. but it could be like that you're searching for your groom. Truth. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the face will be clear when you know mm-hmm. you found the one. I've never had a reoccurring dream. I have. I had a reoccurring nightmare when I was really little that, like... I was working downtown in like a skyscraper with my mom because I always wanted to work downtown like my mom when I like ever since I was little and we'd visit her for lunch and Godzilla is like walking through the streets of downtown like destroying things and also I've never seen Godzilla (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why but then all of a sudden he like would turn his head into like the conference room that's like all glass like a big board table and then I'd, like, wake up because we'd all, like, die because he, like, smashed the skyscraper with his face. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I finally stopped having... I had this dream over and over and over again. And then one day I, I remember, like, kind of lucid dreaming. Be like, no, I want to know what happens. So I did, in fact, die. And then, like, all this crazy stuff happened. And I remember, like, it was, like, a giant carried me, like, across this canyon and I ended up at my parents' house, but I was, like, I was a ghost or something. And all you had to do was, like, press this, like, big red, like, staples easy button, and I'd be alive again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I never had the dream again. That's yeah. interesting, though, that you were able to make yourself see what mm-hmm. happens next. Because I feel like you usually wake up when you die in a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I always did. It happened over and over and over again. And then <clears> I, like, ex- that's, like, the first time I experienced, like, lucid dreaming. But I didn't know what it was until I took, like, psych in high school. Yeah. So you did this before you knew about lucid dreaming. Yeah. That's so cool. Because I was, like, a little kid. And I was like, no, I'm sick of this. I want to know how this ends. Interesting. And then I never had the dream again. I think that's pre- maybe, like, why you have those reoccurring dreams is because you, like, never finish and you never find you out, need like, the, the, the end conclusion. of the story. Yeah. Like, my brain is just, like, going over this scenario over and over. Yeah. It's like Alyssa's life. You always need to know how things end. Oh, yeah, that's how. <laughs> yeah, I need conclusions. Yeah. I always be like, I love the, read the last page of this book, so I know how it ends. <laughs> I like a happy ending. It's kind of embarrassing to say that I have dreams about, like, my husband leaving me because it's never been a real issue. Mm-hmm. But I almost think, like, I have the dream because of my own insecurities that I've always had my whole life. And kind of like a worst case scenario but it's more reflective of like my emotions Mm -hmm. or like like you know trying to let go of being really um controlling about every little detail in Mm -hmm. life or like how things get done and like not trusting that like like the house is gonna get taken care of and we're gonna keep it clean and like the bills are gonna get paid and I don't need to worry so much about about our whole life you know and I, I've been working a lot on that lately. It's like letting go of control to relieve stress, you know? Yeah. It's like that change comes out in the dream. I listened to this TED Talk recently, which was super interesting. It was, like, about good versus bad. So, like, in a lot of cases, people try to, like, go and, like, label emotions or actions, like, good or bad. And, like regardless of what the emotion is or what the action is, they'll say, like, that's a good emotion, that's a good action, or that's a bad emotion, or that's a bad action. But just saying, like, that's an emotion, like, good or bad, like, 
who's to say um and just like letting emotions like happen as they happen i feel like i've heard this it's been really really like beneficial because i think there's been such an emphasis on like and you said like that this is going to happen and it's going to be good or like Mm -hmm. it's good if like this doesn't happen then it's bad but just like letting things like happen as they happen yeah there's another truth or dare question on here that says what bad thing have you done that no one else found out about? And I feel like, for me, it just makes me think of, like, childhood things that you, like, did. That, you, that like, your parents never caught you. Or um, my mom and I were actually talking the other day about how, when I was little, she actually called me a klepto to my face because I would, like, find <laughs> things that I thought were cool and just kind of take them, like, from... My family members are my mom, mostly my mom. And it was like, just because this thing is, like, in storage in the basement doesn't mean it's, like, up for grabs. <laughs> and obviously, as an adult, I know that that's not okay. But when I was, like, eight, I don't know, I just did it a lot. And I remember I took a piece of jewelry from my grandma Linda's house, like a ring. And I actually think that they knew I did it but never confronted me on it for some reason. And it's something that I, like, thought about the other day, like, I wonder if, like, 20 years later, it'd be appropriate to give this back to me. So you still have the ring? I still have it. Yeah, but, like, I never got in trouble for it, ever. And, like, that's pretty bad. Like, I stole from my grandma, basically. You know? (laughs) Not basically, I did. Yeah. But that's what that question made me think of, is, like, that's a bad thing that I did as a kid that I did not get in trouble for. I can't think of something that I didn't get in trouble for. (laughs) I'm not very sneaky. I was a very sneaky child. (laughs) no I used to my dad would just like sit there my dad is super super stern and is like I don't really know how to describe him but like he's someone you don't mess with and if he just sit there long enough and he was angry enough about whatever it was that had happened I couldn't help it I would just start crying and I'd be like I did it (laughs) (laughs) and I'd run away that happened to me in college with my dad Really? What happened? Um, I slept over at Dan's house when his parents were out of town. Scandalous! And I left the Buick, parked in the driveway, and my dad had this, like, gut feeling at, like, one in the morning that I might be there because I had... We actually went down to St. Thomas for the day, but I had lied and said that we were going to a party and staying at St. Thomas. Oh, I've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) And... But instead, we went back to Dan's house, and... Also, I was an adult at this point, too, but I was still in college. And right. I was still driving my parents' car. Also, I'm the oldest, so strictest rules. Mm-hmm. But my dad drove over to my boyfriend's house in the middle of the night and was like, our car's in the driveway. And then when I got home, he, like, checked the engine, like, the hood, and was like, the engine's cold. She did not drive all the way here from St. Paul. And he just waited for me to cave. <laughs> oh, basically. You just say, oh, Dan drove us. <laughs> not at the time but i drove myself Dang, he home. was just like waiting to catch you in yes your and and like my little brother who's eight years younger um he like has done the most terrible things and really like i just think it's funny that like i got in trouble for doing what i wanted as like a 21 year old <laughs> female adult female <laughs> But, you know, I was the baby, I was the oldest. See, I've done that before, like, told my parents I was staying with 
like a friend at St. Thomas or like somewhere else and but I just my mom just knows everything so I figured she just like knew and was like letting me do it anyways well I figured that about my parents too especially with like drinking in college I was like there's no way my parents think that I'm like like it's kind of stupidly posting on social media about going to parties and stuff and like having fun and that I'm not drinking but my parents also do this thing I've learned as an adult where they like are in denial about what their kids do until they find like concrete proof like even with my sister and her husband like prior to them getting married like we my mom and I didn't really talk about their relationship often but some of the things she'd say I'm like mom you are just like really in denial also it's not your business whatever they choose to do with their relationship so <laughs> but yeah like they just like as far as like the sleepovers and stuff like it was not happening because if it was they would have been pissed <laughs> i feel like it's important to withhold a certain amount of information from your parents mm -hmm. depending on your relationship with your parents yeah yeah like i don't tell my parents relationship stuff but i'll tell them about drinking any day mm -hmm. like yeah. freshman year of college i was like oh yeah like and they were picking me up from freshman year and like gonna drive me back to wisconsin Ooh. and i was like yeah i'm gonna go to a party the night before and my mom literally calls me and she's just like you do what you gotta do, but just remember, driving for five hours while you're hungover is gonna really suck. <laughs> she was really right. I got, <laughs> I got very drunk, and the drive the next day was brutal. Mm -hmm. oh. I think it depends, too, on, like, your parents' style and, like, their expectations for their children and also, like, their own moral values. Like, I've learned that, like, my parents are pretty old school and conservative as far as like their morals and their expectations for their kids and like I appreciate some of their most of their values actually but also I didn't live up to all of them past like high school so it and it was kind of like more pressure I think than it was worth because by the time your kids are adults they're gonna do what they're gonna do and like even if they make some of the thing even if they do some things that you think are mistakes it's not life ending, you know, like, yeah, really, it's like, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. They might experience maybe a little bit of heartbreak or, but it's not like they're going to torpedo their life path. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I feel like I was such a freaking square that my parents would have let me like drink way before I let myself drink. <laughs> Same. But I was well, like, no, alcohol is bad for you. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, yeah. But clearly I came around to that. Yeah. So I remember at my high school graduation, like, there were two of my, like, close friends who were both drinking and both got, like, really drunk. And I was sober and, like, just started, like, saying ridiculous drunk stuff. And, like, they were at my parents' house. And my mom's like, um is this girl drunk? And I was like, no, no, she's just being herself. Like, oh my, <laughs> my mom knew, but like, I wasn't drinking and they were like, so you, like, they asked me years later, so like, so you were drinking too? And I was like, no, I was sober. Like, <laughs> everyone else was drinking except for me mm -hmm. at my own graduation party, but it was fine. I like never came close to a drop of alcohol until like sophomore year of college. 
like you never were at a party with it or are you just um, like never never thought about well, it well once I got to college I like in freshman year I went to some parties and like drank a little bit but but not really but like high school like never crossed my mind to even like yeah. try drinking never came in contact with yeah. it me neither it's weird in high school I like went to parties parties we played board games and people would drink and I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> oh the fair bow <laughs> Um, but in college, yeah, I wouldn't go to parties if there was alcohol because I thought the risk of getting in trouble was a lot greater than someone's garage. Even, though, even though we would pregame with coffee and Alyssa <laughs> would just drop us off and we'd go into the party and she'd leave. So I remember I didn't know Alyssa and there was a party happening at my apartment and yes. oh my gosh. like everyone's in there and I was like, oh, like where's Alyssa? Because they kept talking about Alyssa and they're like, um, there's alcohol here, so she won't come in. She's in the car waiting for us. And I was like, okay then. You know what, guys? At least I dropped you she off. She came around. And I, I, you were, I, I was your sober cab. <laughs> true. So Very true. Appreciate the ride. You drove us the three blocks there. And I remember you being really concerned about getting into grad school. Yeah. Well, and yeah. There were several reasons. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, yeah. You had yeah. good reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure against it. I just always thought it was funny because I didn't know you. And I was like, oh, she's literally sitting outside my apartment right now, but I don't know her. <laughs> and then I was the only one of the group to get a minor. Oh, <laughs> yes. You told this story. Yeah. Uh, full circle. <laughs> when was the last time you picked your nose without a tissue? Was the question. In the car on the way oh. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. But it keeps me awake, you know. Kind of agitating those nose hairs. Gross. We can talk about bodily fluid. <laughs> so, Maya was showing me the en. How do you pronounce that? The enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading through the descriptions, and it was like, I found one, and I was so I found out that I'm like a four on it, and mm-hmm. then I was like, oh my I god, like. Am. Me too. What? I also forgot what we are not me. Like, me, (laughs) T-O-O. Me too. You what? hitting the ground like really like it's it puts an input impact on you yeah okay sorry me oh, too that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you heard what's your what's your worst habit snoozing Ooh. Um, yeah bad like 45 minutes same i look at my phone when i wake up and then go back to sleep I check Facebook and Instagram, and then I get tired again, <laughs> and then I go back to sleep for 15 minutes, and it hits news. It's ridiculous. Um, I need to <laughs> remove my phone from my bedside, is what the problem is. I thought you tra- were trying to do that. I was. It's not working? Well, or... sometimes they're better than others. 
My snooze is I wake up at the same time every day. Depending, it does not matter what time I set my alarm for, I will still wake up at like whatever the minimum amount of time I need to get ready for the work day is. So like, I can set my alarm for 5 a.m. and hit snooze for like a good two hours and like not ever notice it. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't really need to be up until seven or so. My cat notices though. <laughs> Besides snooze, my worst habit is probably how often I check my phone or like I'll look at news headlines and then search through Instagram and I'll watch every Instagram story that's available for like people I follow like while I'm at work mm -hmm. and like check Facebook and it's always like, I feel like I typically do this like during like kind of a lull in the middle of the day but I feel like I need to do it less. Like I also have productive time, but I feel like I'd be so much more productive in general and present, especially at home, like during mealtime when it's just me and the baby, if I wasn't on my Instagram all the time. Yeah. Like I think my screen time, it's always like four hours every day. It'll tell me I have mm -hmm. my phone will. I've been deleting social media from my phone on the weekends, except for Snapchat. Do you like it? I love it. I like want to delete my Instagram and not have it anymore. Yeah. Because it's just like, you you feel like you're interested in it while you're looking at it, but as soon as you don't have it, it's like, ugh, I feel so much better. Yeah. I don't want to look at anyone's crap. Yeah. Well, and it's that. not like real, it's just because of like, like Facebook is less bad because I feel like I follow people who it's like family. I want to see yeah. their stuff. Where on Instagram, I... I followed all these like bloggers and like fitness people and um and celebrities and it's just like the, oh this is all just like people trying to sell you stuff and I don't yeah. want it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I could follow fewer celebrities and the mommy bloggers I follow though, they are advertising quite a bit. But some of the ads have been like helpful like it sometimes is helpful to like find products that are useful and work well for like home and family stuff hmm. like I found a lot of things that I just really love that I wouldn't have known about without Instagram yeah so I kind of that's I do true. appreciate I do. that yeah I bought shoes off Instagram well I asked for shoes for my birthday off Instagram <laughs> I'm definitely a victim of the uh advertising <laughs> what's the funniest thing that you guys have ever purchased from like an Instagram thing or like a commercial or an infomercial I know mine is definitely a Snuggie. I bought Lauren I a cat backpack it. and doesn't fit her cat. <laughs> it was too large. It was the That's best gift. That's probably the funniest <laughs> thing I've purchased. It is the best gift I've ever received, but it is sad that my cat does not fit so in it. sad. I remember as a kid begging my mom to buy the perfect pancake maker. The infomercial, it's like a pan that like oh, folds yes. together, kind of like a waffle maker mm -hmm. with, with a pancake, and it heats on both sides. Except for the pancake can like fall out when you flip it, so it really didn't work that well. <laughs> so I used it once, and that was it. And I was like pretty young, and obviously couldn't order myself at that point in time. <laughs> Gotta be 18 years and older. <laughs> Call now. Just two payments of nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I think it's usually 1995. Oh. <laughs> Just yeah, you're right. Did anyone ever own a magic bullet? I feel like that was oh, all yes. the rage. We had multiple of them. Yeah. 
Like, because they would break Those and were, like, a new one. fascinating infomercials. That was the best. I would watch that repeatedly. I, I could, like, word for word repeat it to you. <laughs> like, they, when they made the green juice and they put broccoli in it. And yeah. just, the guy goes, yuck, I hate broccoli. And then there's, like, a lady smoking a cigarette <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we would always watch that. Has everyone seen the infomercial? No. Yes. Well, not for a long time. Lauren, you haven't? I don't think so. This doesn't, this isn't ringing any bells. Anna, you have? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to need to rewatch it again yeah. and see if it... Everyone, YouTube, the Magic Bullet infomercial. I'm sure it's out there. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite infomercials is the one where they have, like, the magic, like, rubber i think it is that's like it's a spray on and they'll like spray flex seal (laughs) they'll like spray the gutters and the bottom of a bow Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like (laughs) the next level of like duct tape but i do not believe it works they're like there's a sinking boat and they're like it's wet and they're spraying flex seal over the hole (laughs) and it fixes it (laughs) (laughs) save us flex seal we had to get saved today why that's true. We floated like halfway across the lake and had to get picked up. We weren't sinking though. That's oh, true. No. Emily's husband kayaked out and then towed us in. Oh, as well as Zach. <laughs> the one thing my grandparents did always love was the magic putty. They'd always like fix everything with it. They were like, oh, our pan's kind of broken, and they would just stick some magic putty in there. <laughs> It always looked like you had used something to it. It didn't ever look normal again. But it did do its job, so. My favorite was the Tupperware commercial where they had, like, the stackable Tupperware. And they would have the lady, like, opening the cupboard and just getting, like, hit with all of the Tupperware. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then here's what your shelves could look like. Uh Oh, all organized, not being. (laughs) That reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite when (laughs) Kip tries to sell. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you look like a strong young buck. <laughs> <laughs> Try to give that a tear. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> I love when, like, the little, is it Kip is a skinny yes. guy? He's like, puts it behind the tr- like the van tire and he drives it over. Damn just, it. Damn it. And he drives <laughs> away. away. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting that sale. <laughs> Can't withstand being run over by a car. It'd be nice if you could pull me into town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alyssa does not understand. <laughs> no. I love that movie. Styles you best movie ever. Oh, it's so good. Thanks, ladies, for being on today and chatting about Truth or Sip. I feel like we were pretty open books, but we also sipped in the at the same time, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which helped. Yes. Cut the conversation of flowing. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us at floralcouchconversations.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Floral Couch Conversations. If you have any questions, send us an email. Questions or requests, send us an email at floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. And if you're liking what you're hearing, tell everyone you've ever met and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.